Hey, darkness, all right. Computer, how do I put the Joker in Arkham Asylum? Quickest route, no freeways. Computer, do you hear me? Hello, Master Bruce. I've just taken away your computer privileges. Gasp. Is darkness. No parents. No parents. Oh, I, for, I should have memorized the rest of the words before I introduced the show. Hello. Welcome Super back to another episode. Kind of makes it better. <laughs> uh, welcome back to another episode of the Waffle Press Retrospective. I'm your host, Diego Crespo. And on the last episode of the Batman Retrospective series, I am, of course, joined again by Matt Garingo. Hi, we will not be discussing Justice League or Suicide Squad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we covered as much as we needed to with no, the No, we could have gone episode. into a lot <laughs> on both we, we, of those. We could have, but like... But we like ourselves too much. <laughs> so... Um, there comes a point where you just don't need to talk about certain movies anymore. <laughs> yep. Uh but something that hasn't been discussed often, often enough in my opinion, is the Lego Batman movie. Yeah. Well, this was kind of a, it was kind of big for like a minute and then everyone stopped talking about it. Yeah, I, I don't know what happened. We're going to get into that, but just really quick, this is going to be a different kind of episode. We're going to be a little nostalgic looking over all the Batman stuff we've talked about, which is kind of appropriate because the Lego Batman is a film about the legacy of Batman and all the different mediums and iterations. Uh, and so we're going to be talking a bit about that. Uh, we're going to talk about our favorite Batman films. Like if we had to pick one, Matt and I will choose one. And I think I have, I have discovered an equation, an algorithm to determine what is objectively the best Batman movie. So those clickbait titles I've been adding on the top of every video and, and uh, episode feed, I will have an answer to them finally. Hey, we will also be discussing how this movie delivers on the one thing I've been wanting from all these fucking movies, <laughs> and they never got around to, <laughs> and I don't understand why, but hey, at least the Lego animated film finally did it. I mean, we can just kind of jump into it, because this is, we talked about multiple times already, with like comedy, it's just a little harder to kind of pin down, like... You kind of just end up talking about... All the funny moments of the movie. Yeah, and this one is like a mile a minute. Like, it is hysterical. Maybe the funniest movie I saw uh, in 2017 when it came out. First of all, the Lego movie was like a real surprise. I think that pretty much everyone. <laughs> the yeah. first Lego movie. Um, which I saw out of like a sense of obligation because like I was a huge Lego kid. <laughs> And so I was like, oh, I'll see the Lego movie. And I, I, rem I also kept in the back of my mind that all the Lego video games have been very good and very funny. So I kind of thought, like, well, if they get a vibe like that, maybe it'll be an all right movie. And then it was, like, a genuinely really good movie. It's also, like, a takedown of, like, you know, the hero's journey. <laughs> which was surprising. <laughs> it's the best Matrix sequel. And then, because it was such a hit, and the standout character from that film, oddly enough, was Batman, <laughs> voiced by Will Arnett. Um, and it was decided by the higher-ups at Warner Brothers Animation that this would be the start of a shared universe of animated Lego films that may have just died this year. <laughs> yeah. But... Um, we got a couple movies out of it that I enjoyed. I was also not crazy looking forward to the Lego movie, but when it came out, I was obsessed. I, I didn't go like into full childhood mode and be like, I got to buy the Legos again. Like, I think that's just fully past me. Uh, unfortunately I wish I had, I was that like inspired and creative still. Um, but the movie just like swept me off my feet. I, I was I'm still in love with that movie. I think the first Lego movie is a fantastic film, and I was ready to write in the streets uh, alongside Seth Rogen, which I'll put an image of here if you're watching on the YouTube uh, video, because he was also upset. He was tweeting about it on Twitter, like, why wasn't the Lego movie nominated for Best Animated Feature? And I was like, yeah, like, how, how, did, how did that happen? I think 
What what won that year? It was like some shit. <laughs> I don't remember. I I, I feel like something exactly. won that exactly. But I feel like something won that everyone was like, okay, that's fine. But it it was just disappointing. The Lego Movie was left out. Yeah, I mean it's it's not like I, it lost to like Zootopia or something. So did it lose to Zootopia? No, no, no. Zootopia came a couple years later. But no, I I You're not I a fan not a fan movie. of Zootopia. It's aged very poorly for me, but the structure of the film is very good. Like I think it has is a this amazing kind of buddy comedy noir structure. It it's one I of those really movies like. Zootopia, I just got to say it's one of those movies that like it comes so close <laughs> to being something, but if you don't hit the mark, it doesn't matter how close you are. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's- it's, but it's, I still, it's an important film I have, for white kids to understand what privilege is. I appreciate parts of it, but it was just like they needed like like serious drama films can't handle the subject matter that it was trying to tackle, <laughs> and uh, they an animated film probably wasn't going to do it either. But hey, whatever. <laughs> At least it had a good uh, it had an interesting metaphor for the crack ep- epidemic. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, that's amazing. That was the thing about that movie. I was kind of, like, just blown away by the fact that it was even trying to go there. But walking out of it, I was like, eh, you know. Uh, Moana's amazing, but anyways. Oh, you just gotta, just gotta drop a Moana thing in there, don't you? Oh, it's came out, it came out the same year. Yeah. Didn't Moana, like, not do super great? It did. It, did, it wasn't the runaway hit that they expected it to be, I think. I think Frozen was, like, their peak, they wa- and they're like, oh, we gotta do that again. They wanted another Frozen. Yeah, uh, and uh, I like it more than Frozen. It's better than Frozen. I don't know it's weird talking about animated films now. It's yeah. so weird. It feels like trying like trying to talk about any Disney animated film. It's like, oh yeah, we have to also talk about the elephant in the room that Disney's a giant monopoly <laughs> that's slowly <laughs> absorbing all of pop culture. <laughs> Although Disney did not make this film. No, 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 they did not. They made that. This was a Warner Brothers, uh, probably the only studio that can rival. Disney and the things that it owns. I mean, in creative output, I think they might actually surpass them as well. Uh, I'm not giving either studio credit. (laughs) 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 No offense. I'm not going to be like, I support Warner Brothers. Oh, no, no, no. It's it's kind of like how people are like, oh, I stand A24. It's like you stand a production company. Like, really? Yeah. Like, no, no, no. I'm not. I'm not saying that. Um, I just I'm still kind of shocked that it's like. I saw Stan going around. I didn't really get it because I don't get any trends. <laughs> and then when I put it together that it was a reference to the Eminem song, I was like, that's that's a bad thing. <laughs> Why are we standing anyone? That's not good. You're going to be disappointed if you stand people. Sir, it's time for you to stop this unhealthy behavior. You can't spend the rest of your life alone, dressed in black, and staying up all night. Good night, Alfred. Sir, it's morning. You need to take responsibility for your life, and it starts by raising your son. I'm sorry. I literally have no idea what you're talking about. The young orphan you adopted at the gala. I thought I was being sarcastic. Hello, secret camera. I hope no one stands Batman after listening to this. Batman's a very problematic character. Which the Lego Batman movie addresses <laughs> it does in its own way and in something that is ne- in a way that is never really approached by any of the movies <laughs> which, which i would also say maybe contributes to one of the, part of the reasons why batman v superman doesn't work because you might need of that element to have like existed in like the rest of the batman movies for its absence to be noticeable you know yeah, Which to me is yeah, the, that's what uh, I was saying. Yeah. And I, I think a big part of it is that this film... We, we can talk about the Schumacher films, but those are a mess. <laughs> <laughs> and they they were the only ones that ever tried to do the Bat family, quote-unquote, which are like the other members of Batman's team. Batman's paramilitary organization. <laughs> and... uh but they're stupid. <laughs> also, like I said, a big problem I have with that movie is that Robin isn't a child in any of them. Robin's a, like is is basically as old as Batman in Batman and Robin, which is weird. 
But uh, here we get, like, we fi- I finally get Kid Robin, which is what I was yeah. wanting out of these fucking movies. And it took the Lego... It's like, I just hate... Part of me, I'm very happy to get it. But part of me is, like, very annoyed because I know that it's like, okay, the animated film can do that. <laughs> but no, we can't... Our serious Batman films can't do that. Especially when they will be set in the 90s, apparently. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll see how that goes. Uh, any Anything kind of happen with the well, DC movies at this point, for the, better and worse. The good so. news is that Robert Pattinson might be Batman. Yeah. Oh, fuck. He's so, that, he's that so talented. Be, that could be something. Um, yeah. But the bad news is that they keep talking up this 90s angle. <laughs> Which I'm like, hmm. I mean, hey, at some point we'll talk about it, so... Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I, I I guess. As long as the uh, entire U.S. government doesn't collapse. Oh, yeah, that's a big roadblock, so... <laughs> Isn't that weird that, like, that's a joke, but that's, like, legitimately something that could happen? Every day we get closer to, to society collapsing. <laughs> like, yeah, like, it's, like, a thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, now, like future generations are going to be listening to this being like, why the fuck were they doing a podcast? (laughs) (laughs) They could have been out doing something. You know, it's a big uh, contributor to the environmental collapse. It's plastic. (laughs) You know what Legos are made out of? (laughs) No! (laughs) Oh, God. Again, it's it's a weird thing. It's, It's a weird world we live in. I gotta, I gotta be honest, Diego. <laughs> I've had a real, like, identity crisis while doing this whole retrospective. I could tell. I mostly failed to keep it off my... <laughs> but, uh... Yeah. I feel like I've wasted time. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I really enjoyed this. This is a fun retrospective. It, I think it's it's the best one we've done. Yeah, and uh, but uh, the thing I realize is that it doesn't matter. <laughs> so if you're hoping for a distraction from the hell world by listening to the Waffle Press, I I failed you. I'm I'm terribly sorry. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm gonna not not play devil's advocate because that's bullshit. I'm just gonna say that in these times of crisis, because we do live in the time of crisis, like a significant. World-ending crisis, possibly um, a crisis on infinite Earths. Jesus. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I will say you know what? that I, I was almost in a car accident the other day. Oh my god! And I no. came so close to like dying that if there is a multiverse, multiverse versions of me died like three weeks ago. <laughs> so there's parallel universes where I'm a dead man. Makes you think. I'll I'll say <laughs> that I think. Even in, in hard times like this, uh, it's important to... The world needs laughter. To give, give your time to, to be happy and enjoy things and, and talk to friends and talk about things you care about that are not specifically about world-ending apocalypse and uh, fascist governments. Uh, and if you want a better way to achieve those things than listening to a podcast, I've got two options for you. No. <laughs> so this is the Lego Batman episode. Yeah, I'm cutting, like, a bunch of this. Yeah. Keep cutting, motherfucker. <laughs> You're cutting more um, than Victor Zaz. <laughs> uh, well, I forget, was he in this? I think he was, right? Like, for um, a second? Maybe for a second, but yeah. they they did, like, all the... They, like, listed a bunch of them, but I don't believe... Because, you know, he's, like, a more serial killer type. Yeah, no, he's a little heavy. But, Although um, they did Calendar Man and they dressed him up like a calendar, which is not how he's presented in the comics. No, no, it is not. Calendar Man um, is a creepy motherfucker. Yeah, that, that at that point is when I locked into the movie completely. And that's like in the first five minutes. And I was like, oh, yeah. Well, I want to say that beyond like, you know, there's that's it's very self-referential in that moment where it's like, you know, probably worth the Google. And it they, they like list all the people, which honestly I feel like is more targeted for like someone as sad as I am. Where I could be like, I know who Killer Moth is and the Condiment King and all that. <laughs> but I gotta say, the way this movie opens is desperately how I've wanted a Batman movie to open. 
where it's just like his entire rogues gallery teamed up to do something. <laughs> and that's great. That's perfect. But none of these movies are willing to do that because now Batman's like a really serious thing. I guess this this you allowed know, Batman to kind of get more to like he's a character meant for children. <laughs> and this movie allowed a lot of those aspects to come out. It also brought the fucking color yellow back, which was desperately needed in Batman's color scheme. Yeah, um I didn't bring it up, but it didn't even cross my mind when I was doing the Dark Knight Rises episode, but uh you know, I was sharing some screen caps after I uploaded the episode and shared it on Twitter and YouTube and everything. Uh and there's a really uh, like interesting color palette to to those films, yeah. And uh, there's there's a really prominent yellow when they're in the football stadium, yes. And I don't know, like it's not like whoa, this is amazing. It's just good like film production. It's just refreshing, know? yeah. And like even though Bane Tenchman like dressed up in like gray and brown and black, it's like they still stand out from the really prominent yellow from the stadium. And I was like, whoa, yeah. Those the bland henchman nice. work in that scene. And maybe that scene only, <laughs> but no, there's a color, there's a color design to the Nolan Batman films. Um, I would maybe have to watch BVS again to see if there was more to it, but I, that, that won't happen. Uh, I, I can vouch for, for that aspect of BVS. I, okay. I, I should have probably brought that up more, but it didn't really come from our conversation. Also, this film does something that I really like, which is that it treats all of Batman's history like it happened. Oh, God, that's the best. Um, which is something that, like, Grant Morrison kind of does that when he writes Batman sometimes. Um, and I wish it was something the movie... Like, I would genuinely like this... Like, maybe tone it back a little, but I would like this movie as a live-action Batman movie. Which I think is surprising. That, I mean, that's the most surprising thing about this. Not that... You know, you hear the the criticism so often that like, well, it's a kids movie, but it's also for adults, and it's like you mean like a real movie that's for everyone? You fucking <laughs> hack writers. Um, sorry, I just, it's just like it's such a pet peeve for me. Well, we live in animated a, movies get treated. We live in a post Shrek world. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Shrek. Yes, we do. Shrek is very responsible for that attitude. And I like Shrek, but yeah. Eh, Shrek. Um, but the, the point I wanted to make is that uh, the Lego Batman movie, you know, it's fucking hilarious. Very self-referential, so it's got that that really fun uh, fan service aspect that can get grating. But it works at the end of the day because they're telling a real story that just happens to involve Batman's history as a character. Yes. And that's like... It, it, it just culminates in this really emotionally satisfying way where Batman has to embrace the light inside of himself and like be more emotionally vulnerable yes for the which, betterment of the people around him which is shocking that none of the other Batman films have covered this oh yeah no except completely. except for maybe Batman Forever <laughs> <laughs> with Dr. Chase Meridian <laughs> Batman Forever and that one moment with Alfred and Batman and Robin. I'm just going to play it again oh, right yeah. now because it's the best. <laughs> Death and chance stole your parents. But rather than become a victim, you have done everything in your power to control the fates. For what is Batman if not an effort to master the chaos that sweeps our world? An attempt to control death but I can't, can I? None of us can. <laughs> that fucking moment out of nowhere where it's like, <laughs> holy shit, this is the best movie ever. And then we cut back to fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger. Cool party. Dropping ice puns. <laughs> Vine it's, lady. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> Like, what is uh, that doing in that movie? That's still what's shocking. <laughs> like, every other moment in Batman and Robin, you're kind of like, yeah, I can see that in this movie. <laughs> and then it's like, holy shit. Joel <laughs> um, Schumacher is a, a, quite the director, is what I'll say. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's something, all right. 
uh, to I don't want to knock this movie down a peg because I, I love the Lego Batman. Uh, I do think there are some issues with it. And one of them, I think, kind of gets overlooked a lot in canon because of another part of the franchise that we discussed a lot. Uh, the Batman, the animated series, the Bruce mm-hmm. Tim and Paul Dini one, the relationship between Barbara Gordon and Bruce Wayne. I've never been a fan of, although this movie does shut him down a lot for the first half, at least from that. Yeah, but this it this at least approaches it from a different angle. Um, the way they did it on the animated series was never super great. Yeah, um, um, I mean it, it's like if it's like if you had a relationship with Dick Grayson, like it's yeah. just those those are his kids. That's not, yeah. Well, uh, this one, like yeah. again, here, luckily, she's more of an outsider than Dick Grayson is. Um, but yeah, again, I, yeah. I would much rather have you know young young girl. Uh, Batgirl, who's like, you know, won't let her father know she's Batgirl. Yeah, they they have a great platonic uh, familial dynamic. There's no reason to make it all fucking roost him. How's that uh, Joss Whedon Batgirl movie going? <laughs> oh, are you serious? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, I was like, you know, that's like can, I was right? waiting for you to say. I was waiting for you to say. Oh, no, I wasn't looking forward to that, and I'm a Whedon fan, so let's, <laughs> let's make that clear. <laughs> so what happened to it? I, uh, I think they remembered his Wonder Woman script. Oh, that's a, sh- that's a shame. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure it was just like one of the things that they, they got him to do Justice League for. And then they were like, yeah, we're done with each other. And then he yeah. was like, yeah, we're done with each other. <laughs> yeah, we don't need this smoke screen anymore. Yeah. Turns out trying to change the completely 180, the tone of our film, after filming it, doesn't really work. <laughs> You know, I remember mean, when the Flash him, we gave him credit to to BVS, you know, like they followed through on that one film. Yeah, and then that's that's it. That's yeah, it. <laughs> honestly, BVS. As much as I did not like it, I kind of wish I could have seen where they were going with it. Kind of. Yeah, it, it was too, <laughs> it was too crazy not to keep me interested. Yeah, I think. remember when the Flash crashed into Wonder Woman's boobs? <laughs> that was <laughs> awful. <laughs> that's really funny. It's. <laughs> Oh boy! Yeah. Oh, you, you know what, Diego? The fact that boobs exist is the funniest thing ever. Not penises, huh? No, no. <laughs> if now if a penis gets hit, that's funny. Oh, okay, but, okay. But just acknowledging the penis. Eh, not as funny. Maybe you have to acknowledge its bodily functions. And then it can cross into, you know, comedy territory. Also, acknowledging the existence of homosexuals is, I think, maybe the funniest thing ever. <laughs> Man, a lot of early 2000s comedies are not going to age well. Oh, no. Uh, I got a soft spot for Eurotrip. Oh, no. Ne- yeah, and I'll never revisit it. <laughs> Euro I just can't trip. do it. Euro trip. Oh yeah, no, Not I'm a fan road of the trip? Really trashy. <laughs> what? You're, you're, Euro trip over road trip. Oh yeah, no, hands down. Oh my god. Yeah, uh, like they're Scotty, both bad. Scotty doesn't know. Scotty doesn't know is the greatest song ever. That's the 2000s song. Oh my god. What about she's all that? That was oh the my, 90s. That's though. my problematic fave. Oh god, really? Yeah, I oh. love She's All That. I, I, I fully recognize every issue that has in terms of, like, gender and, uh, basically gender. I missed, I missed the whole thing. Like, I watched those when it was too late. Like, you know, you just can't get into it. Yeah, no, no, I saw them, because they played them all the time on, like, TBS or whatever, too. Mm. So I caught them, like, right going into, like, eighth grade or mm. right into high school. Wow. So that was... Yeah, so I got it exactly where they needed to get me. I all I have in my back pocket is like Adam Sandler movies because I did grow up on those. You know what's funny? Mm. I grew up on them too, and most of them don't never really did it for me. The ones I like, I like, but you know, it's not a. Are you telling me Little Nicky doesn't hold up? Woo! <laughs> <laughs> no, see that was one. Even that in, brings like, it back to my point. In high school, there's, there's a scene in Little Nicky. Where a guy gets boobs on his head. <laughs> Isn't that hilarious? 
Come on, people. <laughs> Thank you to the Patreon listeners who've just put up with that because that's not going in the episode. No, leave it in because this is I'm not recording more than 45 minutes tonight. <laughs> She's not all that. <laughs> Superman is my greatest enemy. Superman's not a bad guy. Then I'd say that I don't currently have a bad guy. I am fighting a few different people. I like to fight around. Zach Galifianakis is a very good Joker. Oh, he's great. Like he could, I almost could say he could maybe do a live action version of the Joker. Like a different take, of course, but I still think maybe he could do it. It kind of reminds me of Spider-Verse, where mm. you get some of these these incredible actors to do the voices of these characters. And it's like, wow, I kind of, I wish they had made the leap to live action. Not, not all of them maybe, but definitely a handful of them at least. A handful of them. But like that movie, we'll, we'll talk about that eventually. I can't imagine why though. I'm very bad at hiding what retrospectives we're working on. Ah, it's okay. I think everyone who listens basically knows at this point. <laughs> yeah. Well, I did announce it. <laughs> <laughs> That, that, that too. <laughs> that that um, tends to... Although, like... Eh. <laughs> the one tweet everyone pays attention to. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, th- this, is, this is a great cast of, of characters who are, who are defined within the film. Like, you understand what every main character wants and what drives them. Mm-hmm. And it's like an hour and a half long movie. Yeah, it's a 90-minute movie, which it, it also, like... There's always a problem now because, like, we're at this age where people are now taking animated films a little more seriously. But they still have to be 90 minutes because they're children's films. Mm. And there are a lot of animated films out there that, like, clearly just started out with too much that they can't deliver on in 90 minutes. <laughs> that happens a lot. and But this, this movie is not one of those. Uh, did I ever tell you about one of my big disappointments in regards to animated movies? Mm-hmm. Uh, this might be kind of controversial. I was really looking forward to Big Hero 6, mm. and I did not really like it. Okay. Uh, I, I liked the first, like, half hour, and then it kind of speedballs into superhero movie. It it felt like a good pilot for a superhero show. Yeah. Like, there's like, oh, everyone's got potential here. That was one of those ones where this is always a problem, I think, with animated films when they introduce the gang of friends. Like, I wasn't interested in anyone outside of the two main characters. Yeah, like I, I like them as characters, but they don't. They're need not compelling. To be there. And they just they're kinda like, hey, we'll be superheroes, I guess. Yeah. But I uh, I mean I guess that's that just shows the difference because I went in that movie with like zero expectations. So I walked out and was like, that was fine. But if I if I went in with expectations, I probably would come out similarly to you. Yeah. I, I think I, was... I might have felt that way about Incredibles 2 a little bit. Uh which I thought was fine, but I was like really kind of like hoping it would be good. Mm-hmm. No, see, I had the flip on that one where I was like, Yeah, that was pretty good. Like the I was mostly into just like the way like Brad Bird's such a talented director, you know, so like every yeah. moment feels like it's the most important thing that's ever happened on the face of the planet. <laughs> uh, and then when I revisited it, I was just like in tears by the end. Like, yeah, mm. it's got major issues, but just the some, fact that it's there directed are some like highs perfectly in those movies. Like even in, even in Tomorrowland, which is a bad movie, <laughs> Tomorrowland is a very very bad movie. But there are like these flashes of brilliance in it which i still have not seen oh you don't need to <laughs> uh, you know what i i love brad bird too much not to you, you, you might, if you want to keep liking them <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll i'll keep that in mind uh, you know what i'm gonna say this for our recording right now too mm-hmm. uh even though we're hopping around, about 50% of our off-topic shenanigans are still about animated films. Yeah, so. I'm trying to keep Pretty it good. in that ballpark. Yeah, thanks. I haven't talked about the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. God. Oh <laughs> I'm sure that won't divide people. Um, a little more about animated films. This is what I'm hoping Netflix will start exploring more because they kind of feel like the only ones that are going to shell out money for this thing, which is a whole other issue, and I'm... 
like with the production conversation we had earlier, I'm not saying to stand Netflix or anything either. But because they have the budget and basically unlimited time to run whatever movies and television shows they want, I'd really like for someone to be able to make like a three hour like animated epic, you know? Yeah, I would like I would like Netflix to maybe be this group that finally brings back 2D animation. Oh, yes. Because it is sorely missed. God damn! let those Avatar guys just do anything. <laughs> they got a show on Netflix. They have a show on Netflix and their their next thing. You you know they're bringing back The Last Airbender, right? Yeah, yeah, live action. Live action. Which, why? I don't know. My thing was always with that is like, I wouldn't mind a live action Airbender thing, but like make it a sequel to the series. Yes, you know? another story in that universe. Yeah. Like, like, there's so much potential for that. There's so much in that universe, because you just can't... I mean, this one makes a little more sense than the fucking movie. Because, you know, all right, a, t- a live-action TV show, it, they'll at least get the structure right. But I just don't... I don't get it. Um, but I, it feels like Netflix trying to do the uh, the Disney thing of live-action animated things, you know? Oh, God, yeah. Like, that. it a feels parent- like that's their version. Apparently, um, the creators really, they said they want to, like, fulfill the potential of the series. And I'm like, what What needed to be filled? Yeah. You it's, know? Though, both that and Korra. I'm, I'm glad they're working on it, so it might be interesting, you know? Mm-hmm. But I'm not, like, as someone who desperately wants more Avatar content, that Avatar, not the other Avatar, um, <laughs> I'm... I'm not super excited about the show, you know? Yeah. And I'm also not, like, head over heels about the live-action Cowboy Bebop thing, either. Like Me neither, but then they hit me with that cast, and I'll Yeah, like, it's, oh, no, fantastic fuck. cast, but it's just <laughs> yeah. like, what? Maybe, if it would be really interesting if we watched it, though, and they were telling, like, original stories with those characters... That's what I'd want. You That's know? what like, kind of maybe maybe riff on some of the mm-hmm. the material from the original series and and uh, and comic. Yeah, but, you know, do do different. You know, you got a great cast, live action. You're not going to get the same effect as the the animation and the action, especially. Oh yeah, man! Like those are two of the most visually expressive animated series yes. ever. <laughs> now let's take <laughs> away everything that makes them good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the beauty of, of something like those series, though, in particular, too, <laughs> uh, I is just also ca- that they, uh, they're they really well written. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to fuck up, like, purposefully to misadapt. Well, um, they have fucked it up. Have. They fucked up one of those things, at least. <laughs> Never mind. We're fucked. It's over. But that, again, that was because they tried to fit it into, like, a 90-minute movie. Why was that movie 90 minutes? Oh, yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> Uh, Three hours? Maybe you could do something. Maybe. But I was just thinking, like, what if we cut to, like, the future and we're still in this, like, nightmare world and now we're nostalgic for the things that came out now and some studio's like, okay, live-action Lego movie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. But everyone still looks like Legos. Like, have you seen those Photoshopped images of like flesh Lego people? Yes. It's a, oh my God. Like some horrible nightmare. It's like the Sonic the Hedgehog trailer. But like on bath salts. <laughs> That's like creepy pasta shit. Yeah. This trailer and the the flesh Legos. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Can you believe they're actually gonna delay that fucking movie now? That's that whole thing is cursed. It that, is. That whole production must be a nightmare. Honestly, like, here's the thing. Delay it two years so we can redo the whole goddamn movie. Because I can tell from that trailer, the problem's not just Sonic. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, you know what? I gotta talk about Sonic for a minute. Oh, fuck it. But, like, how hard is it to get Sonic? Like, why is that so difficult? Well, just set him to Gangster's Paradise and yeah. everyone will love it. But, but like, it's... He goes fast. He's got a bit of an attitude. <laughs> he's goofy. He's, like, now he's, like, a self-aware kind of character. Like, 
like the Twitter, the guy running the Twitter seems to get Sonic more than anyone working on any official Sonic products. Oh God, it's so crazy. Like, I just don't get why it's, when you see the directions that Sonic has gone in over the years, like Shadow the Hedgehog is like the BVS of the Sonic universe. I just don't, it's, it's baffling to me. I think animation is the most misunderstood like form of uh, film and television. Yeah. Because it can get so easily misconstrued, mm-hmm. uh, misguided. Even the best of productions, this is not slander, this is just like a fact, um, that they end up basically, you know the thing where you, they say a movie is made when you're writing it, when you're making it, and then again in post-production? Mm-hmm. Animated movies do that, but like times 30. Yes. <laughs> and that's that's just the nature of animation. That's just the way it goes. You know, it's no it's not nothing wrong with that. It's just a it's a different kind of medium. And when you kind of have all that room to play, I think that's why animation excites so many people, at least people who get it, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you adapt it to live action, something grounded, you can't you don't get that free form. You don't get that like elasticity. You don't get that that same creative flow. You try to fit it into a box of like, well, what's what's current? What's uh, what's exciting? What do the kids like? You know, kind of kids like the tweeting and sell it. Put a Twitter Twitter joke in it. <laughs> Have them call Was there a basic a Twitter joke in the trailer. Um, no, they called someone basic. Oh, oh. I'm just imagining like some studio with like a big cigar being like, "What are the kids into?" <laughs> All right, I got to talk about something that, like, I've just kind of realized recently. <laughs> Remember when Michael Eisner was the head of the Disney company? Like, I'm scared, but go ahead. This is back when we were, like, kids. Yeah. But Michael Eisner, like, tried to position himself as, like, the new Walt Disney. <laughs> and, like, Michael Eisner's, like, Gordon Gecko. <laughs> <laughs> so he'd be like, hey, it's the Disney Sunday night movie, kids. <laughs> yeah, I love Mickey and Minnie and what's his fuck. Check it out. Like, <laughs> he was like the most slimy like business guy. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, we make dreams over here at Disney. <laughs> you make it sound like Harvey Weinstein was running Cartoon Network. It kind of was. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I don't want to compare him that badly because like, I don't believe. Oh, oh, yeah, that's a whole uh, other baggage. Eisner now like post pictures of his dog on like Twitter and shit. Like. He's, like, off in the wilderness somewhere. But uh, it's just, it's funny watching these clips of him trying to be like, yeah, we're the Disney company. (laughs) Like, (laughs) yeah, we got this thing called the Lion King. Simba, whatnot, he wants to be king. (laughs) Yeah, I got Hunchback. He's from Notre Dame. (laughs) It's like Tony Soprano trying to, like, pitch these fucking things. Oh, God, that would make an amazing movie. Oh, yeah. No, honestly, I wish there there needs to be more Soprano shitposting on Twitter. Because when someone gets the voices of those characters right, it's the funniest fucking thing on Twitter. <laughs> so you got these Pokemon. <laughs> just those guys, yeah. just those, those try, guys trying to understand the modern world. And you know what? I think I think the Lego Batman movie also... <laughs> It understands it in a way that feels like organic and authentic. It doesn't feel cynical, Great even pivot. though basically every Lego movie is super cynical. Do you like how I brought that back around? Good job. Thank you. So I, I, I don't know. You, you brought up something that I, I guess I never really thought too hard about, which might be my complacency in this capitalist hellscape uh, where all the Lego movies are, you know, like, yay, consumerism. Well, there's so much now that it's to teach kids how to play with the toys. I mean, that's where, like, the Transformers cartoon straight up comes from. Um, and recently been making some rounds on Twitter are some clips from the Toys That Made Us episode about the creation of He-Man. Oh, that's amazing. Which you have to see. <laughs> I will put it right here. It is like a mil- It is comedy gold. <laughs> it is so great. Um... And, but again, it's, and to be fair, that's part of what the whole Marvel thing even is. Like, they make a billion at the box office, we're also making billions in toys. 
And this is just an extreme version of that because they're literally toys. <laughs> and Lego's just such a weird brand because they, they stayed away from, like, actual brands for a long time. And then they were going bankrupt. And they did the Star Wars Legos. And it saved the company. <laughs> <laughs> so... And man, I had a lot of those fucking Star Wars Legos as a kid. Oh god, I had so many. I had a shit ton from Phantom Menace. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know uh, what? That's probably my best memories of Phantom Menace is those Lego toys. <laughs> oh, I must have had like fifty of the little droids. That was the thing. That was the cool thing. Is like those droids were like. It's almost like George Lucas was like, "I'm gonna save Lego." <laughs> like he designed <laughs> Phantom Menace to save Lego. Because those droids are perfectly made for Lego pieces. <laughs> I'm just remembering how they fit together. That's fucking crazy. I know. Those things will never leave. <laughs> also, please sign my petition to bring back Bionicles. <laughs> um, I think that's that's kind of the beauty of the original Lego movie. Yeah, because uh, the Lego Batman movie is very different, of course. Well, we'll I promise. We'll, well think about, about how cynical this could have been. <laughs> cut to the clip from the cut to the Sonic the Hedgehog trailer. <laughs> <laughs> like, like it could have just gone off the rails so easily, and they made like a really, in they made uh, several. I would say I would say about three out of four, <laughs> really endearing Lego films. And they make you forget that we are basically watching a 90-minute commercial. <laughs> mm -hmm. And, you know, like, there's this whole culture right now in the movie industry where basically everyone who's, like, signing checks is saying, well, can you attach that idea to an IP? Yep. And it's very unfortunate, and I hope we start seeing all these IPs starting to crash and burn when everyone finally wakes up and realizes that they can't be Star Wars or Marvel. Um, but... The Lego movies have generally managed to to move past that and make something grander and better. And you know what? Uh, I, I saw the the Ninjago movie. That's actually the last one I saw, and it's mm. not great. Oh, oh, you didn't see? But even even that hit uh hit me where it counted by the mm. end. But so you're part of the reason why this might be the end. Yeah, because I haven't seen the Lego movie too. Oh God, it's good. Yeah. I love the first... I, I think I've made that very clear. Mm. I adore the Lego movie. And I, I felt terrible. Like, I was even watching, uh, like, Alita, one of the four times I saw it. <laughs> uh, and I saw it with a mutual buddy of ours. And I was like, have you seen the Lego movie, too? Like, no, no. All right. And then we just moved on wow. about our lives. And that was it. That's the most I've talked about the Lego movie, too. Fucking traitors. So traitors to the IP. <laughs> I'm all about Mega Blocks. Oh shit, dog! <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised no one's trying to make a Mega Blocks movie. Oh yeah, someone had to have been like, "Got the Mega Blocks, Michael Eisner, he's coming back." <laughs> hey, your kids. Hey, kids, you want to play with the Mega Blocks? <laughs> yeah, we got the Dragon Mega Blocks and the Alien Mega Blocks, and <laughs> <laughs> there's like an audience of children. He has like a glass of whiskey. Yeah. He <laughs> Smoking a cigar. It's like, kids, you gotta love it. <laughs> They're all just like screaming and running away. <laughs> like, it's basically, basically Krusty the Clown whenever he brings character. <laughs> the dummy can't hurt you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Michael Eisner. <laughs> but, um, um, but no, no, the... We're getting off topic, but there's really no reason to be. Just the Lego Batman movie is a great movie. Yeah, check it out if you like this sort of thing. It's a very fun movie. Um, and it's honestly, I'm glad we ended the retrospective on a positive film. <laughs> and yeah, I, don't mean, I don't just mean, film. I just don't mean like quality film. I just mean like one that kind of makes you walk away going, yeah, things are, things are all right. We that things may actually no maybe things aren't all right but they things, definitely no they definitely aren't <laughs> but that maybe maybe things are are gonna be okay though and that's a nice feeling to walk away from yeah uh, and not just that uh, we're ending on a film that's also uh, a testament to the character of Batman every supporting character he's ever had 
his relationship to the DC universe as a whole. Yeah. Uh, and uh, his his place in pop culture, really. Oh, yeah. There's You know what? For people that haven't seen this yet, we haven't talked about spoilers a lot. I'm not going to. But yeah. there's a great twist that I did not know about. Mm-hmm. And it made me laugh so hard <laughs> it is it's really good um although some of it some of the later half of the films did make me feel a little sad for uh all the walls that are now being erected around certain ips oh yeah i mean uh i uh i wanted to because uh, aladdin is now out and uh no fucking way i'm gonna go see that but i was kind of in the mood to watch the original aladdin and i found i can't rent it anywhere because oh. Disney Plus is coming. God, that's terrible. Yeah, I mean, that's the future. And I just want to say, though, because one thing that annoys me about film Twitter is that like people keep pointing these things out like they're the only ones that notice it. Like, they're, they're five steps away from calling general audiences sheeple. <laughs> but, you like, this... What's happening right now with Hollywood can't be helped by general moviegoers <laughs> like this is going to take like government intervention that's just the truth of it and so don't like feel a ton of shame about you know uh dropping five bucks to go see another star wars movie or some shit like it doesn't like if you boycott like i'm boycotting aladdin just because fuck it but like i have no illusions that it really matters <laughs> Like it's gonna take it's gonna take a bigger force than it'll take people it'll but it'll take a genuine change in just the political landscape of this country. So yeah, stop making people feel shitty for just liking things. I don't have to be that guy because that's also now a controversial opinion. <laughs> you know, because now everyone's like, oh, what well, we can't criticize things, and it's like, no, but just don't be dicks to people. I mean, that's basically what our retrospectives have kind of become about. It's that... Yeah, we no, can like yell at each like other. What you like. We can... <laughs> yes. Diego and I can be dicks <laughs> to each other, but not... Let's keep it here. Be respectful of one another. Like what you want to like. Criticize what you want to criticize. Understand that there's a middle ground to all of this. And if some little kid's like, I want to go see the new Aladdin, don't attack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't be like, like you, you disrespect average... the death of Robin Williams. <laughs> the average movie Joe and uh movie movie gals, they're they're not like they they aren't aware of these like systemic issues and they shouldn't have to be. There are other things going on in other people's lives, you know? Mm-hmm. This is let let people live. There you go. Let people live. Yeah. If you wanna you wanna yell at each other, that that's cool too. Let's let's do it in a healthy manner. And stop Matt and invent- I yell at each other all the time. Just stop inventing these straw men that you're fighting. <laughs> like you're some crusader. If I want to pay five truth. bucks to go see Aladdin, Matt's not gonna stop me. I'm not. I'm gonna judge him extremely. <laughs> they fucking got me, man, with that whole new world. They- mm. I'm furious at myself. No, you. I'm- furious at myself i'm furious at you. i have not slept soundly in weeks because i'm looking forward to seeing this eventually well as we as we wrap up the last of this retrospective i think we should take this time to decide for ourselves what is our ultimate favorite batman film yes so are we gonna do are we gonna do what we think is our the best or just what the our favorites are I'm I'm gonna say what I think is the, my favorite, and also what I think is fully unconditionally the best Batman film. Okay. If you'd like to to say what you think is the best, if it's not also your favorite, you can go ahead and do that too. Okay. Well, I think there's a there's three for me that are like way ahead of the pack, and that is Batman sixty six, Batman Returns, and The Dark Knight. Those are the three in front and i think just because of movie law <laughs> the dark knight might be the best film technically but my favorite is batman returns i think all said and done 
That's the one. Yeah, that, I, that I, movie I, fucking rules. I want to rewatch it. It's now a Christmas movie. I'm gonna watch it every Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a shit. Um, that'll so. that'll go along nice with uh, Iron Man three, Lethal Weapon, The Long Kiss Goodnight. Yeah. And just gonna throw in the last Boy Scout for no reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it ends with the uh, Satan Claus. Yeah, I guess. It's close enough. Close enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, my favorite Batman movie is still Batman Begins. Mm. Uh, I I I think that's the most fun Christopher Nolan has ever had behind the camera. Yeah, that might um, be true. Actually, <laughs> it it feels like a great summer blockbuster with and how could christopher nolan i gotta say this sorry how can nolan make a movie about magicians and nikola tesla and it's not his most fun film i don't know i like the prestige but i don't consider it fun yeah it's kind of like a it's a miserable dower (laughs) yeah um but bowie is tesla man batman begins is is basically in the hands of another director, that's that could be the campiest movie ever made. Uh, but it, it's all played straight and not in a, a too dour way either. It's I, I find it kind of emotionally satisfying in a way. The other ones don't quite hit for me, although I love most of these. I think that's what I came away with, too. Mm-hmm. I love the majority of the Batman films and even the ones that don't really work. I'm very glad I either own them or have access to them. Uh, because they're they're at least all fascinating in their mm-hmm. own weird ways. But I think the ultimate best Batman film, I'll finally answer this question, is a film that encapsulates why audiences love the character, why history's been so kind to the character, why the character endures in pop culture. It's got to be the Lego Batman movie. All I right. fully believe that this is... The most well-rounded <laughs> single story about Batman, Bruce Wayne, and his place in the universe, fictional or otherwise. And I, could, I think they just nailed every aspect of that. I could see that. Honestly, I, I legit could. Like, Yeah. Um, no, you're not. That's not as crazy as it definitely sounds. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, if someone's going to hear this and they're just going to be like, I'm done with yeah, you. Fuck these morons. <laughs> it's like those guys who commented like on our alien retrospects and were like, these guys clearly don't know anything about the alien films. Oh yeah. Yeah, sorry I don't want to see another fucking aliens. Yeah, sorry. But... Sorry we don't want to see aliens part two. Yeah. These fucking hacks. Yeah. It's common though, because now Disney owns it. Oh, I need the Terminator to flop. Oh God, please! And you know what? It's it, gonna. It will. No one gives a it's shit. Go- every every Terminator film has underperformed. Underperformed, and their budgets have been expanding like by fifty million dollars each outing by this point, right? Yeah. This new one costs two hundred million dollars. That's fucking. Who signed ridiculous. off on that? I know that's fucking ridiculous. But I guess Cameron won't work for less, and he's not like as just a producer, you know? Like, yeah. Because honestly, I think the Terminator right now would be perfect for like like a John Wick budget era, like area, you know. Like, yeah, I, I always keep saying it that Terminator Salvation was the right direction for the franchise, worst possible director to attach to it. Yeah, but that's kind of I think what would bring people back, or just or just maybe let it die. Forever. Or just you know, I would I would look for, like to see something in the style of the first Terminator, like a Terminator coming back. To terminate people, <laughs> you know, I wouldn't yeah. mind. Oh, you, you know, it'd be kind of fun, mm-hmm. like kind of a reverse, like Magnificent Seven, where instead of like, oh, you gotta like assemble the task force of heroes to fight for the little guy, it's like, uh, maybe a town's got to prepare for like a seven Terminator assault in mm-hmm. the past or something like that with weapons they're not equipped to like fight against. Just some something that's like you could do for fifty million dollars. Uh, I've already a, got it. I've got the film. Fresh approach to the concept, you know? I've got the Terminator sequel that everyone wants. Okay. All right, go. I'm not giving it. <laughs> I legit think uh, it would work. <laughs> That's good. That's a good answer. Uh, buddy Sean Fallon from um, the Blue Bantha Milk 
Co. Uh, he, I had him on years ago to talk about the first Terminator, uh, still my favorite of the films, and he pitched this amazing Terminator Three that would have hopped, that would have been like Terminator Salvation, but would have ended with the cycle beginning that starts off T one and T two, and it's it's great. I'll, I'll link that episode down below. It's an oldie, but I mm. I'm still proud of that one, and it, it's a great pitch. I, I yeah. wish that was the case. That, Shame. This is also just for Patreon, so because hey. <laughs> because I'm uh, I, this is not about the Lego Batman anymore. Nope. So we should wrap up. <laughs> yep. Well, this is this has been a very fun retrospective, Diego. This has been, even when it gets horribly, horribly off track. Uh, I do not regret a single one of these, and I'm very thankful for your input and your insight into the history. Yep. This was this. I don't know. I, I this felt more constructive than maybe some of our other retrospectives where we're like, at some point we always get burned out. <laughs> and that just didn't happen here. No, so, no. Yeah. Um, maybe that's what happens when like every, literally every film is unique in some way. Even when they're from the same director. Yeah. And I don't think there's a franchise like that, except maybe Alien. You know? Yeah. And like, you hate half of those. And, oh, yeah. I hate most of those. <laughs> <laughs> I like exactly three of those. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, you know, at least that gave us something to talk about. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's that's why that's still my favorite franchise. And you <laughs> know what? Batman's still not my favorite superhero or comic book character by any means. Oh, no. He's too much but, of a weirdo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> honestly i've definitely I walked away from this with a like i didn't have a high opinion of batman to start this with but i have an even like lower opinion <laughs> but i i have an admiration with also the the caveat that i'm like yeah but let's not get a drink together anytime soon yeah you know <laughs> and you know what the lego um, batman captures that he's like the weirdo of the dc universe <laughs> better oh, than yeah, no. any of the films <laughs> That that's the thing. He he's a weirdo who who maybe thinks he's the hot shit, mm-hmm. uh, and he's not. And I find that kind of endearing. Yeah, uh, he needs help. He, he needs significant he needs help. Serious help. <laughs> yeah, and I will not be there to provide it for him. But I'm glad I, I could walk away from these movies with this newfound respect and admiration. But an extra special thank you to Daniel Doherty for convincing me to give BVS another shot because it really helped with this retrospective. And also thank you to Matt Curione for lending us his voice on multiple outros of these episodes. What? It's the Batcave! Oh my gosh, 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 oh my gosh! Batman! Whoa! You're darn right, whoa! Wait, does Batman live in Bruce Wayne's basement? No, Bruce Wayne lives in Batman's attic. So Matt, I think that's it for the Batman retrospective. Uh, anything else you want to say before you sign off? No. <laughs> you can find me at EmperorOTN at Twitter.com. And you can find me at Twitter.com at the Diego Crespo. Uh, check out the Patreon. Huh, weird. I was expecting a package this time. This time it didn't go. The doorbell didn't ring. So oh, yeah. Thank Christ. Yeah, I've had I don't to, know what those were about. The amount of money I've had to spend on new fucking doors because of fucking bombs and shit. <laughs> I'm fucking going bankrupt over here, people. Anyways, you can uh, check out the Patreon, subscribe, check out our nice, fun things. You can sneak peeks and pictures and everything you get by uh, supporting us over there. Really appreciate it. Uh, help us get you sound equipment. Uh, eventually, I'd like to be able to really move this into a, like a new recording studio because right now I'm just basically doing it out of an office. Um, I'm doing this in yeah, my no, bedroom. Thank you for everyone uh, for <laughs> listening and checking it out. I, I'm, I'm quite proud of this retrospective. I thought you were going to say something else. No, I just said that I recorded in my bedroom. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. So thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We have been professionally unprofessional. The first lesson is life doesn't give you seatbelts. I have incredible reflexes. <laughs> oh, oh my.
my goodness, I am so sorry. As soon as I get back to the Batcave, I will make sure that Alfred puts seatbelts on there. But for the time being, I'm just going to put my arm right here, and we're just going to gently ease out of here. Real gentle-like. Click.